Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is celebrating three years this March, and we would love to hear from you. Please send in your feedback or a short video clip sharing how the show has been a blessing to you. Send it to Be Right Jones Podcast at gmail.com. That's B W R I G H T Jones with an S Podcast at gmail.com. Send that no later than Wednesday, March the 6th. We look forward to hearing from you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast show may not be those of the host or management. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with me, your host, Coach B. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. You know, I always say it. I'm always excited to be here with you guys, and I'm always excited to share new guests that have stories that will transform your lives, that will give you hope to know that God is still alive and well. Hope you guys are doing well. Just sit back and enjoy this next show because I'm telling you, God is so amazing. My next guest that's coming on, her story is one of healing, redemption, forgiveness. I mean, it's just so much. I'm like, oh my God, and I just can't wait for her to share. So you know what, Tanya, come on in the room, come on in the room. Yes. Hey, Tanya. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. You know, it's just such a blessing. Um, all of the responses that I received, and I'm telling you the amazing stories that are coming through that are going to make such an impact in the lives of others. And your story is amazing. It just shows God's continual love and faithfulness. So thank you again. I appreciate you so much. Yes, please introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience at this time, please. All right. Well, I always say I'm Tanya from Texas. I don't know if it's because there's two T's there, if I'm just really proud of being from Texas. I love it. (laughs) I was actually born in Oklahoma, but I've lived in Texas since I was three years old. I live in North Texas. 
with my husband. We've been married for 22 years Amen. and we have seven wonderful children, three of whom are still in the home with us. They are a set of triplets. They're uh, 16 going on 17 years old. They're juniors in high school. Um, active in all of the fun stuff so we're always at the stadium every friday night to support them in their activities um i love to travel i love music i love to read but um lately i've, I've loved learning all about podcasting um like you i uh, i do have a podcast as well it's called great grace podcast and um that's just what the lord has had me working on uh this past year is telling my own story of yeah. what he's done in, in my life to, so that he can get glory and that others can find hope and healing. And I do that just by meeting great people like you who let yeah. me come on their show and talk and just tell what God's done. And I'm just real grateful to be here. Amen. Thank you so much. And listen, mention your, what's the name of your podcast show again? I didn't hear that clearly. Oh, it's called Grit and Grace Podcast. Grit and Grace podcast all right guys you got that you got to check her out all right so thank you so much again so listen your story like i said is so amazing um and i just want to start with the addiction i know you said in your story that the addiction was started with your your parents your parents' parents had addictions, alcohol, drugs, and it went down the line. Share some of your memories of how that was growing up and how the addiction began to be a downward spiral in your life. Can you share your story, please? Sure. So I grew up, um, my mother and father are both, or I'm sorry, they were, excuse me, uh, yeah. both uh, either alcoholics, they, they've had problems with alcohol and addiction. And both of their parents on each side, besides my granny on my mama's side, yeah. um, all had issues with family violence, abuse, alcoholism, and addiction. Now, mind you, I didn't actually know some of them. For okay. example, I didn't know my paternal grandfather until I got older. He was a very violent man. He's had a long history of abuse. But I got to know him when he settled down and he was older. But still, that that generational influence was there. Yeah. Um, my biological father did not raise me. Um, now, later, he would come into my life and have an influence in my life. But he didn't raise me. But, yes, he also had a drug issue. Now, I was raised by my mother and a stepfather. Um, the stepfather uh, dabbled in things, but he was gone a lot to work. So it was mostly my mother and I there and my two younger sisters. They were very much younger than me, seven and 11 years younger than me. So it was kind of like me and my mother. And sometimes really just me, it felt like. Um, my mother, I have memories now. I never saw the um, actual drug or it, her actual doing a drug, say like speed. But okay. I remember walking uh, into the kitchen to get a drink in the middle of the night, turning around to come back to my room. And so I'm going through the living area the opposite way. And mm -hmm. I look and see her sitting in a chair. She didn't have very much clothes on because I remember seeing all skin. And she, okay. had, she had sores that were bleeding from her face all over her arms and all over her legs where now I, I had no clue what that was or why my mother was up in the middle of the night 
uh, scratching at herself and had bloody sores all over her body. Wow. I know now that's a side effect of uh, amphetamine use. Now, I did see her, though, use marijuana frequently. She used that in front of me all the time. Um, and um, I would see her drinking. Um, that kind of came on later in, in my year. So um, it was kind of a strange upbringing because I did grow up in church. Um, my Now, like I said, when I said the exception of my, my grandmother, she was a very strong, godly influence in my life. I thank the Lord for her. Now, my mama, she did take me to church, and my mom, um, she did serve in some capacities in church, but she also had this other self-medicating habit at home. So I saw two things going on at the same time. So that might have kind of, not only did I have generational influence towards addiction, but I also had kind of a different view of um, walking with God, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does. And I have a question. Was there ever a point that you and your mother did talk about her addiction? Did it ever come to a point where you talked about it? Never? No. no. Okay. okay. No, I just found myself um, when I got into my early teens and, um, you know, I was always a real shy kid. I was always very self-conscious. I always felt different and felt like I was the odd man out. Um, yeah. my mother is uh, dark skinned dark hair and it just so happened that so did my stepfather dark skin dark hair and my sisters came out that way i was a little freckle-faced um red-haired kid and so while that may seem insignificant i felt really i felt really out of place um i had someone at church one time ask me if i was adopted in that if i didn't even belong in that family and i sure didn't feel like i belonged in that family and a lot of people that end up using drugs later in life um they do tend to say that they felt that way and that, you know, felt different, odd, out of place. And when then when you use, so when in my early teen years, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, when I started getting involved in the wrong crowd and things had happened in my life, yeah. um, I started turning towards alcohol, just like I saw these other kids doing um, and marijuana. Uh, and when I did and felt the, the, felt the feeling that it gave me, it was a good feeling in the beginning. That's how the devil tricks you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it gives you a false sense of peace mm-hmm. and confidence to where you can feel comfortable around a crowd, any kind of crowd, and feel yeah. good about yourself. It's like right. so it's a false identity, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I've been there. I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what was your? What would you say was your drug of choice? What what pulled you in where you just felt you had no control anymore? Did you ever get to that place? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay. I sure did. Um, The devil will take you way farther than you thought you ever wanted to go. Yeah. Um, I I started out with alcohol. That was the easiest, most accessible thing. Um, And so I would get drunk. I didn't just casually drink. I would get drunk. Um, when, and then, so I guess that was initially my drug of choice until I got, uh, I became an adult. I did have some, um, long years of sobriety in my, um, in my late teens and early twenties, because I, I ended up having a child early on okay. and, she, and she was the first one, my first child, um, she was one of the ones that was born with health issues. Okay. And so I did stay sober for quite some time, but when I got back into things later in life, it was just like my parents, it was amphetamines, speed, meth, whatever you want to call it. Um, what do they call them? Um, uh, stimulants, stimulants. Yeah. 
uh, mm. what gives you energy and helps okay. you lose weight and things like that. Okay. Wow. Mm. And how long would you say um, the years that you had addiction? How many years? Well, the worst of it, the worst part of it, because like I said, I had some on and off times, um, but where really the long lasting worst part of it um, was probably about seven or eight years straight okay. in, my, in my early thirties. Um, it was when I had, I was in graduate school and I started, someone had brought me some and wow. started back up again. And I went that, I went about that long, about seven or eight years. Wow. How Real long have time. you been, how long have you been clean now? Since November of last year. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, did you go through a program or was it just something that just God with, just took away? Well, that's the thing is with, I, I do um, kind of both. Because um, okay. with me, like the programs are no good to me without the Holy Spirit doing some sort Amen. of work to me. I'm just too stubborn. Right. I'm way too stubborn. Yeah. Uh, I love the Lord with all my heart and I want to, I want to do right so bad, but I'm like, yeah. sometimes, you know, I don't blame anything, but I have had a rough life. And sometimes due to rough experiences, sometimes I'm just happy and want to celebrate. You Lord knows how my mind works. Yeah. But, um, you know, Paul said, you know, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I do want to do, I don't do. I've had that battle. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So with me, God's got to reach down in and, and, and get me. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, and so every time that I have, um, you know, experienced deliverance, got clean and sober, it was due to me crying out saying, Lord, yes. I'm sick of this. I've got myself in a mess again. I'm so sorry again. But, yeah. you know, and every time he's so faithful, it doesn't matter. He's not keeping count on me. You That's know, right. so, um, he's, he, he comes in and he rescues me yet again. And, and uh, all the desire for it goes away, yeah. um, you know, and, and I, and I don't struggle as hard, you know, um, it says, leave me not into temptation, but deliver me from all evil. And he does yeah. for me now yeah. I do use the programs, um, uh, for kind of like, uh, extra help. Yeah. I do believe it's very, very, very important that you change who you hang out with, um, yes. that you have support and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I use both, but if, but at the same time, I couldn't have, if it wasn't for the Lord, the other wouldn't work. Amen. I understand that. Mm -hmm. do, would you say you have that support system that you need? Do you oh, have yes. that? Okay. And I don't know why the Lord's blessed me with such a great, I mean, yeah. I'm just so blessed. You know, yeah. I just really am. I'm blessed with, um, I've got a great counselor who is a Christian counselor, yeah. who pastors and disciples me every week. Um, yeah. I've got a huge family on both sides. It's my husband's side, my, my side. So, yeah. and friends and, um, you know, everyone that's just always loving on me and supporting yeah. me. I'm really blessed. Amen. That's, that's a big, that's a big part right there. And that really helps. So that's good. I am so glad you have that support um, system that's keeping you and holding you accountable. So that's a blessing. Praise right. God for that. Um, I want to get into a little about, I understand you had some sexual abuse in your past. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, so early on, I don't know which came first because my memories aren't that great. But right about the time I turned 13, yeah. uh, there was a new kid in school. A new boy had come to school, and all yeah. girls thought he was just so cute. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you hear know? you. 
And he invited me to a party one night of all of all the girls he picked me. Well, I ended up being date raped, date raped by that boy brutally, real bad, real bad. And I was a virgin at the time. Of course, I was only 13 years old. So, of course, I was. Oh. Um, so I lost my virginity in a very, very violent way. Um, and I never I did tell my mother and my mother tried to be there for me. Um, she I didn't want to go to the police. Um you know, for all the reasons we're afraid, you know, to talk about it. Um, it, we feel ashamed, embarrassed, dirty, all those things, but I didn't have, I didn't go to therapy or counseling or any sort of even religious, uh, therapy or counseling. So I never processed that in my family. We always kind of just something happens. You tough it up, you step it, you go on. And I did, I thought, but I also, that's about the time I also, went off right right with the wrong crowd and had started drinking and everything so i don't know if one caused the other like i said if it was my family inf influence but yeah, yeah i've had um oh. a couple of a couple of there was another in incident um similar when i was older so a couple of times that happened to me and um it was very traumatic to the point where i did leave my body at the time um, and it caused me to deal with issues such as um complex post-traumatic stress disorder um, DID, which is dissociative identity disorder. So, um, yeah, that, so I, I have dealt with both substance abuse issues yeah. and mental health issues. Wow. So you dealt with that basically alone. You, you, you did share it with your mom, but it wasn't, you didn't get the treatment, no therapy. How right. long did you hold that have you told anyone else? Does anyone else know what happened? Um, over the years, I have. I mean, it got, you know, at first, you don't, you think people won't believe you because that doesn't happen in our town. That doesn't happen to us. Um, you question whether or not you'll be believed because I willingly went to the party. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and so there's that and just the shame. Um and then you just, you know, you just kind of want to forget about it. Or you feel like mm. if you're talking about it, people think you might just want to get attention. You want people yeah. to feel sorry for you. Mm. Um, so, but I have had a lot of therapy okay. <laughs> over the years. So, yeah, okay. I've talked it out a whole lot. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now, mm. after that happened with that young man, did you have to face him again? I mean, when you went back to school, did you continue to go to school? Did you see him daily? Well, let's just put it this way um like i said i did tell my mama and my mama called his mama and that boy was never at school anymore after that really oh wow. i think they moved away mm -hmm. wow okay that's crazy oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. okay yeah so um i know that that I've, I've i've never went through that myself personally but i know the effects you know, it can have on you when, you know, you keep a secret when you feel, you know, that people won't believe you or you may feel some sense of guilt in some kind of way, um, how it can affect you, you know, mentally and just sometimes, you know, I've, I've, spoke, I've spoken to people and it's like they felt like they wanted to crawl under a rock, basically, just hide. Um, because of shame and different things, you know, but I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that, you know, you've had some therapy, you know, and you're working through that um, because, you know, nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves that, you know, and you didn't ask for that, you know, and he was wrong. You know, you should not be ashamed 
Um, but I'm, I'm just thankful that you're sharing your story today because there may be somebody listening or viewing today that may have went through that and maybe still holding that as a secret that's eating them away, you know? So I want them to know, you know, that they're not alone, that they should get some help. They should talk to somebody because, you know, you don't have to go through that alone. You don't. So the help is there, help is available, but thank you for being brave and thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So I know that you have also struggled with mental health issues. I know you mentioned um, a little bit earlier, but how severe has your challenge been with mental health issues? And um, how are you coping or dealing with that today? And how long have you had to deal with that? How many years have you been dealing with that um, or recognized um, that you had a challenge in that area? Well, um, so I mentioned a couple of the issues that I have dealt with a little earlier. Um, yeah. the one would be bipolar disorder. Now that's going to be genetic through my okay. mother's side. It okay. didn't really show in me until my early thirties after the triplets were born. Okay. I about a year later, I noticed some severe postpartum depression. Now that's pretty common because when you have, when you're carrying a child, your hormone levels skyrocket to keep the child there. And then once you deliver the baby, they drop significantly because okay. they're no longer needed to keep the child in your womb. Well, okay. imagine those hormone levels times three. And um, yeah, and so that was a huge um, dip. Yeah. And I understood it once the doctor explained it. So he put me on antidepressants. Well, that kind of had an opposite effect on me because my, my bipolar... Uh, shows itself more in manic phases than depression phases. Uh, besides that baby blues phase that I had, I don't tend to get depressed. Manic though phases are very dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. It's when you so that's when I'm going to go off and do things like risky behaviors, um, which include uh, drug use, dangerous drug use, putting myself in situations where I'm in the city by myself going to pick up from people I just just met over the telephone, wow. jacked, raped, um, you know, stole from what whatever, killed. I've been, you know, it, you, because you don't, when you're manic, you don't stop and think things yeah. or you think you're invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll spend money like crazy. Um, wow. Rescue a sex, just a lot of crazy things. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, and then you got the PTSD and the DID. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't really get a handle on those two things. Now the bipolar is med managed mostly with medication. You okay, mean, you know, I mean, it's good to make sure if you feel like you need it and you feel like that diagnosis is correct, um, then take your medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? most definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and then of course I get my, um, and then I get my therapy once a week. And now that's how I, I manage the other. The others really. Uh, is more managed with, um, you know, processing things, your memories and things like that in therapy. Okay. That's what I do with that. And again, with the addiction, um, it's the same thing. The yeah. Lord, 
you know, I have, I, I have, I read my word. I know that the word says I have the mind of Christ. That's it right. says, let this mind be in you, which was also in, in Christ Jesus. Jesus ain't crazy. Yes. I ain't crazy. That's right. Amen and, to that. And God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, sound mind. So I always say every morning, you know, I say my prayers. I say, thank you, God, for a yes. sound mind. I yes. thank you, God, that I may have experienced trauma, but I'm no longer traumatized Amen. because you are healing me day yes. by day by day by day. That's right. That's so right. I do the earthly things. I go to therapy, go to counseling, reach out to friends and family for help or to talk yes. with me to take my medicine. But yeah. it's the spiritual things that really, really keeps me level, grounded, and, yeah. you know, walking with my head on straight, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Amen. And that is so true. You know, you stay in your word. You speak in life over yourself. You know, you're holding on to God's truth, God's word, you know, because we all know the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we thank God for what he's doing in our life. And like you said, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but right. a power of love and of a sound mind. So yes, we got to speak life over ourselves. We have to stay in the word. We have to stay prayed up. We have to stay in faith, knowing and believing. Yes, I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We don't have to suffer because we know that we have a redeeming savior. We know this. Everything has already been paid for and done on the cross. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. So we're already healed by yes. his stripes. So yes. amen. Praise God. So thank you um, so much for sharing um, in, in that area. Um, so now I heard you earlier saying about you have uh, children with some chronic Ill illnesses. Can you share on that a little? Sure thing. Like yeah. I said, um, my first daughter was born. Um, she, uh, normal birth, normal pregnancy. But about one month old, I went to go have her pictures made um, at the uh, studio. You know, a photographer had noticed that her eyes, the white of her eyes, looked yeah. yellow or dark. And so, you know, I'd never heard of such what, I didn't know what he might have been talking about but he right. said i take my child to the doctor so i did so yeah. and the doctor said that she had yellow jaundice um usually sometimes they'll have it when they're born but this was a little late yeah. um, but he sent me to a specialist turns out she was born with something called biliary atresia don't even try to say it wow never heard of it oh man i've never heard of it either and it basically the bile duct that drains your liver to your intestine was not there when she was born thus everything would back back up into the liver causing it to be damaged and corroded she needed a liver transplant or she would die oh um gosh. so when i was 16 years old we became the fourth people in the state of Texas to do living-related liver transplantation. So she got a part of my liver. She is now um, 30 years old, 30 years, bless the Lord, 31. Well, you know when you have so many kids. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> and so um, and she's, she's accomplished the one thing that she's wanted to accomplish in life, and that was to have me a grandbaby. She wanted it. She's a mom. I just want to be a mom. The doctors told her, don't have a baby. You should not have a child. It could kill you. And it nearly did. She was on life support after that for about 10 days. But 
but she lives by the grace of God. Um, I had a show I did with her. Um, I had her on, and it was called When God Doesn't Heal. And we talk about how even though she's been sick for 30 years, in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital, um, it's, it's, she's got a different knowledge of grace than we do, you yeah. know, because um, his grace is sufficient for us, but she needs it in a whole different way, you know, and she smiles. You will, you would just, she smiles more than anybody I know. And that's, that has to be because the grace of God is all over her to know how to walk through suffering. You know what I mean? And still serve the Lord and not doubt him to still have such a strong, strong faith in the Lord, no matter what, you know, because God, you know, God's always here for us and he, he can and does set free, heal all of that stuff. I'm going to live in testimony. Yes. he chooses not to and we have to trust his will you know we, so true. we do have to learn, know how to trust god when he's not our santa claus and when he's not our genie in a bottle we still have to let god be god yes. and his ways are not our ways right his thoughts are way 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 above ours and he knows what he's doing and he'll he'll work it all out for the good eventually somehow some way it's not my business how he does that it's That's my right. business to trust him love him be obedient serve him right, right. That's right. But, Amen to that. That's yeah, so true. Yeah. And That's I do amazing. have another son. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I did have one more son that he was born with a heart defect, and I won't explain all his too. But somehow or another, out of those seven kids, I was blessed to have two of them be born with um, congenital birth defects, meaning that from their whole life they will be somehow sick you know um so but like i said it's it's a whole different kind of testimony it really yeah. is it's a whole different kind of love it's a whole different kind of grace to walk out you know yeah. and, and i wonder sometimes when i'm sitting on a show like yours and you bring up everything that i've gone through yeah. i wonder sometimes why lord did you give all of this stuff to me one of this thing i could have handled one of those things and walk walk gracefully hand and being been a testimony to your power and everything just by having one of those things but why'd you have to give me all that yes but you know it's because i give god the glory i give god the glory. that's right that's right and look at you i mean you are a living testimony you are sitting here today sharing your story of everything that you've been through and i mean to be still standing still here right still here and sharing your story giving god all the glory that's amazing in itself that's amazing and i mean i have to say I am so proud of you. I have to say that because, I mean, just thinking of everything that you've been through. Oh my gosh. And you're still, you said about your daughter smiling, but look at you. Oh, you're so sweet. Look Thank at you. you. You're smiling and you just, you can tell, you can see the love you have for the Lord in your life. Um. I could even see the the determination that you have, you know, to stay with the Lord and to stay committed to your walk and and just to stay in faith, just to stay living in purpose. Yes. Yeah. Living Mm -hmm. in purpose. That's right. And I could see that all over you. And I'm so thankful for what God is doing in your life. And yes, I mean, you have a story and it's a story that's filled with a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, 
but it's also filled with a lot of God's redeeming power. Yes, ma'am. Redeeming power. God is a keeper. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. He's a keeper. We don't understand all the time why we go through things. But I remember my mom used to always say to me, you know, she would say to me, I would say sometimes you're like, but mom, why me? And my mom would say, why not? Okay. Why not? Right. We are, God never said or promised us that life would be easy. Right. In this world, you will have trouble. Yes. But he did promise that he would be with us, yes. that he would never leave us nor forsake us. That right, right there. Right. That right there. So yeah. if I know that God is with me, you know that God is with you. You know what? We're going to make it. Yes, ma'am. Make it. It's, it may be trying. It may be hard at times. But you know what? We got to keep getting up. We got to keep brushing ourselves off. If yes. we need a moment, if we need a moment to cry, go ahead, cry, get it out. But then we got to get back up. We can't stay down. That's we right. We got to stay in this good fight of faith. We got to stay in it to win it, right? That's so, that's so true. I love it, girl. You better preach. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh my gosh, yes, because heaven is actually cheering us on, and I know it, you know, and I believe that, and you know, there's many times, I'm going to tell you that I wanted to give up when things got really hard in my life, but you know what, I know it's nothing but the Holy Spirit just keeps pushing me, come on, and it's like, I feel like I want to give up one minute, but then the next minute, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, so you know what, all I'm going to say is just we are here to be a light in the world because some of us, we may be the only Jesus that some people will ever see. That's so true. It's not just about you. It's not just about me, but it's about people that are watching our lives, watching yes. us, that are actually their lives are being changed and transformed because they see the work that God is doing in our lives. Come on now. Right. Right. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we got to stay with it. But oh my God, I'm sorry. I got off for a minute, but <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. But I'm so excited because I mean, this is just amazing. Your story is amazing. But I, I, I want to share too. You've been married. You said, is it 20? How long? 23 years? 22. 22 years. Wow. 22 years through everything, a lot of things that you've been through. Your husband, he's always been supportive and in your corner. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Look, I'm telling you, I think God gave me that man to show me the real meaning of that passage in Ephesians where he said, and husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. My husband has completely given himself up for me. He has forgiven me day after day after day after day. He's had faith in me. He's had faith in God for me. He's prayed for me when I can't pray for myself. Wow. He's, I mean, you know, he has shown me the real love of Christ that wow. I'm sorry. I sure didn't intend to, and I sure feel ashamed of it, but I've walked really bad on that man. And I can use my addiction. I can use my mental problems as an excuse, whatever, but I, I own up to it. I really did bad to that man at times. 
And I, like I said, I feel horrible, but, um, but God has blessed me with someone who stood by me and said, you know what? This ain't her because my husband can see things differently. He yeah. says, that ain't her. That's not the woman I married. That's yeah. she's a child of God. That ain't the woman I married. The devil's got a hold of her. Like you said, that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I yes. have life and have it more abundantly. And my yeah. husband was not going to stand by and let no devil take his wife and thus take the mama to his babies and destroy a family of nine people. He wasn't going to have it. And he's the head of my household. And he stood in the gap for me for these last, you know, all these years, all these years. Like I said, there was times that I do good and I'll, I'll rub his feet and I'll bring him dinner and make his lunches. And I'm sober and, and as a judge and do real good and walk with God. But there's times I've tripped and fell for whatever reason or another. And my husband has stood by me. And that's, I just, that's a blessing from God. I mean, I praise my husband. He's a wonderful man and I honor him. Now he's not perfect. He's, he is human. But, um, so, you know, I realize that, but the Lord has really blessed me with a man just to show me, we don't understand how Christ loves us. We really don't know. We think we do, but we have yeah. no clue how yeah. much God loves us. We cannot even fathom. Right. That's right. Loves us and how much he puts up for, from, uh, with, from us, you know, great is, is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And if it weren't for his mercies, I would be consumed. I don't know about you. <laughs> I know that's right. Lord have mercy. So that is amazing. So your husband has stood by you through it good, through the bad. And even when you couldn't pray for yourself, he was standing in the gap. Yes, ma'am. For you. Mm. Now that's love. Praise God. Praise God. Has your, your husband, he has never had an addiction problem, correct? Nope. Okay. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. God knew what you needed and who you needed in your life. Yes. Yeah. And that's an amazing story. Well, God bless you and your husband, you Thank know, you. your family. Yes. And I'm so thankful that you are doing well, your family, you know, and that you're holding on to faith. You're holding on to your faith. Yes. And that, you know, it. even though, like I said before, life gets hard, we got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. We have to. So you and your, your story, oh my gosh, has been such a blessing today. I'm so grateful that you had time to share today. And before we close, I would love for you to share again your podcast show, um, how people, if someone wants to connect with you, um, if you have anything going on, please, this is your time now to share that, how they can connect with you. Um, you have the floor. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you again yes. for having me on your show. It's been a blessing and honor. Um, so my show, I'm mostly I'm, I'm podcasting right now. I, I am open to speaking uh, engagements and I am the Lord's pushing me to write. So, but right now I'm podcasting and the show is called Grit and Grace Podcast. Um, on YouTube, you can find that it's, you spell the word and out. So it would be Grit and Grace dash podcast. And then um, I have an email address. Uh, you spell it out again. It'd be Grit and Grace Ministries at gmail.com i'm on facebook as grit and grace podcast and same as instagram i don't get on all those uh, the twitter i'm on twitter too okay. but mostly i'm on facebook my kids say it's because i'm older <laughs> and that's I like facebook we... better too <laughs> i do <laughs> oh, yeah. so facebook is under grit and grace 
Yeah, it's under Grit and Grace Podcast uh, on I Facebook. Did. Just look up Facebook pages and it'd be Grit and Grace Podcast. And I almost always talk about things like addiction recovery, trauma, mental health issues. Sometimes, though, I do. I usually do one Bible study a month and I get pretty on fire about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I just I have guests on. We talk about stories. And, you know, I always want to make sure does my show bring glory to God? And can it help somebody? So I always try to ask those two questions whenever I do an episode. Is it going to glorify the Lord? And is it going to help somebody? And if so, then yes, let's move forward. But I'd love to have anybody over as a listener. And um, I love for our listeners to message me with any kind of problems or prayer or issues that they're having. I'm here to help. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you for sharing. Yes, you've been amazing. So guys, you heard it. You've heard her story. You see how God is still alive and well performing miracles so listen i don't know what you're going through but know this know that jesus never fails hold on don't give up and know that god loves you and i always want to remind you to keep looking up All right, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us on today. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers for joining us today, knowing that you will make it if you hold on. Don't give up. Trust and believe that your breakthrough is on the way. All right, be blessed, beloveds. Take care. Thanks again for joining. See you next week. Bye-bye. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading his word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 29 11. Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up. If this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to sow a seed into this podcast, you can do so with Cash App at dollar sign, keep looking up seven, the number seven, and PayPal, MSLadyB2020 at Comcast.net. God bless you.